for listening to this MW Network and Emadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, dmommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. Do you love supporting the show? Head over and check out the MWP merch store on teespring.com. New designs and products have been released and more are coming soon. This week's show is brought to you by Anchor, my podcast platform and the best way to record, edit, and upload your podcast all in one place. One Hope. One Hope wines are thoughtfully created by the most acclaimed winemakers rooted with purpose right in the heart of Napa Valley, California. One Hope puts your wine to work by donating over $5 million and counting to causes all around the world. Shop One Hope Wines today and feel good with each sip at onehopewine.com backslash myshop backslash bombywines. Zaya Active. Need premium quality active and loungewear but hate the price tag on top designer and retail brands? Shop myzaya.com backslash emadon for men's, women's, and youth styles today. New Zaya Active items are released every Wednesday along with new Mommy Wines episodes. So make sure you're following along on IG for new items showcased every week in my stories. The Fetching Barker. The Fetching Barker is mine and Milo's online, eco-friendly, naturally focused dog supply shop with everything you need from fetching accessories to daily doggy essentials. Shop thefetchingbarker.com and use code Zeppelin15 to save at checkout. Thrive Market. Thrive Market is the easiest way to make healthy, sustainable choices in your home and life. Thrive Market believes everyone should have access to healthy products, reliable information, and affordable prices. Check the show notes below for 25% off your order. EDJ Consulting Group. If you didn't know, podcasting isn't my full-time gig just yet. By day, I am a business financial consultant specializing in small to medium-sized business bookkeeping, tax prep, and payroll. This is what has allowed me to not have to choose between my son or a job. If you're interested in learning how you can become a home bookkeeper, check out my Home Bookkeeper Masterclass. You can find more info at edjconsultinggroup.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello? Hey, Emma, can you hear me? Oh, yep, I can hear you. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was like, I don't know. I'm in my car because otherwise my kids would never let me be on the <laughs> phone for any amount of time without screaming. It's like, I'll go in the car, but not then I feel like it was like connecting to my car and then my headphones. And I was like, ah, you are definitely not the first person to be hiding in their car doing a recording (laughs) that is too funny i figured i was like i was like it's a mom podcast like i'm sure everyone's hiding in their car (laughs) and my husband was like do you want to like do it in the office and i was like you get to work alone in the office i do not get to do that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny no it happens all the time um i schedule these recordings when my son visits his dad 
So if there's anything I need to edit out, at least it's only on one side. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's it's especially because, you know, it's you and him. It must be like, I can't even imagine. I feel like my kids are so far up my butt and my husband like will just like casually brush his teeth and go to the bathroom. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that I could do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hear it all the time about um, how like kids will bypass their dad to go ask their mom a question when she's like clearly in the middle of doing anything and everything possible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, really? Like, he's right there. <laughs> you have to sit in there watching football or whatever guys do, you right. know? <laughs> Not busy. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you and your husband are the cutest couple, but your boys are just the most adorable little things I've ever seen. They are like dolls. Oh, they're you. so dapper. Thank you so much, Emma. Yeah, my they're they're so funny. And my older son Gabe, he's like like, I feel like sometimes people think, like, oh, you know, you dress them like that. And at first, of course, it was on me. Like, I like, I loved picking out the outfits. And I used to work as a stylist. So, like, I love, I love clothes. But now Gabe, like, he takes after his mom. Like, he, at, like the loudest thing possible. He's like, that's what I want to wear. <laughs> like, okay, do you? You know, <laughs> he's got, like, the sequins and you know the rainbow and just like the brighter the better he's like so funny and now when he we get like you know mail for in the like packages he's like yeah mail (laughs) (laughs) try on his clothes and i just like a boy after my own heart (laughs) oh my goodness my son just turned four over the weekend and he's starting to get to the age where he's picking out his own clothes um, and he likes anything vintage band t-shirt or dinosaurs. Oh, that's so cute. Um, I wish I could put him in, like, a cute little pair of slacks in, like, a little, like, tweed coat. Right. But it, it's never, I don't think it's going to happen for him. He's right. a little rock and roller. Right. <laughs> well, that's still, that's still super cute. But now I know what you mean. That's what I was, like, trying to instill it into them young enough that when they go to pick out their own clothes, they're like, Oh yeah, that 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 blazer looks nice, you know. <laughs> so cute. They're like little gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you so much. <sighs> so I was reading on um your Instagram and you moved from the city into what I have seen to be a charming vintage Victorian farmhouse. Yes. Pennsylvania. Yes. I want to hear all the things because even though I love living in the high desert in the mountains, a Victorian farmhouse, you are just uh, like living my dream life. (laughs) I would die. (laughs) Thank you, Emma. Yeah, I, um, we love it so far in a couple weeks, but, um, yeah, so far we're really really loving it we both both my husband and I luckily we have similar taste when it comes to like the style of house that we like so we both like 
old home. So luckily, because not everybody does, it's definitely like an acquired taste, you know, but um, luckily we were both on the same page with that. But my husband is more of a city guy, like he's from Philadelphia. He was raised there. He went to University of Penn. Like, so he's really, you know, other than traveling, like he's never left Philadelphia, whereas I like grew up um like right on the Delaware River which is not too far from like where we ended up moving so I'm a little more you know a suburban girl but neither of us were were country you know so going from from Philadelphia to to out in the country where I think the town the population is like 6,000 which you know Philly (laughs) is like a million and a half I think so it's definitely like a, a big adjustment but um but yeah, we were loving it. And it's the kids are loving it, but so much more space for them to run around and you know, also more space to get into trouble. But but yeah. <laughs> but luckily, like it's so far it's been it's been great. It is that there's a lot of um, you know, like just differences that we knew about, but I feel like once you're in it, you're like, oh wow, this is different. Like <laughs> like things I didn't we didn't even think of like for example like they don't have like the municipality doesn't pick up your trash so you like hire like a private company to pick up your trash and you could compost so like we didn't even think of that like we we're just like oh what day is trash day <laughs> and, like, <laughs> we noticed that like no one has trash out and we're like oh <laughs> like this is new so things like that are and like we have well water instead of you know the municipal water and a, like a private septic tank instead of that so just like it's a very like self-sufficient way of living like even our heat is is oil heat so you, you know you go out and you buy the tank like it's just it's very it, that part's all very different um but in a good way like I think we're learning as we go um but yeah, I definitely have never felt so self-sufficient in my life. <laughs> I bet. I live in a teeny, teeny, tiny town in the Ruby Mountains of northern Nevada. And my son and I are looking at lots to build a log cabin. Oh, that's awesome. And that's what it is all like out here. Like, you have propane for heat. Um well water you know if you're lucky right right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so how did you find this house was it like were you looking to get out of the city and get a little bit more space or did you see it on like Zillow and you're like man I want to go look at that yeah yeah a little bit of both so we were looking to get out of the city originally we weren't so when my my sons were diagnosed with autism and um, uh, Christian was in uh, February of this year and Gabe was January. So their diagnosis is pretty early. So once we got that diagnosis, we kind of like shifted our perspective and we really did want, we like looked into school districts that had the best autism support. Like right away, that was like, you know, after that initial, you know, kind of shock of, of all that. And, and right away, we we're just like research, you know, so where we moved to, we knew, like, which school districts we wanted to be in. Um, and some of, some of them were more suburban. And then 
in our case, I'm a little more rural. Um, but yeah, so we gave our realtor like the set districts we wanted to go to, and and we were open to to either one. You know, rural, but um, this house had um, was like a little bit out of our price range. But what we didn't realize was the taxes were like insanely low because you know again because all of those services are private instead of public. So we were like, oh, wow, like these are really low taxes for that school district. Like I think, you know, we could work it into our budget, you know, Emma. So, so yeah. when we got out there, I was just like game over. Like, <laughs> just, I, we saw the house and I was just like, oh man, like this is like a fairy tale, you know, like and, and the previous owners, they had goats and chickens. So, you know, we had like all this like, Oh, cool. And, you know, yeah, it was just like, even our realtor, who was very, we were lucky, like we, she was not pushy at all. Like every house we saw, she's like, I don't think this is the one. Or, you know, she would, she was never pushing us. And she walked into this house and she was like, if you don't get this house, I'm getting this house. <laughs> it is so cool. And, um, and yeah, it, we just, we fell in love with it. And my husband works, you know, in Philadelphia and he was like, you know, I'll do the commute like it's worth it so his commute it's not terrible it's it's like 45 minutes which you know it could be worse but um but yeah he he was like this I'll do the commute if it's worth it and and this house is worth it have you been looking for the right opportunity to finally leave behind your daunting nine to five and live that laptop lifestyle you've been dreaming of Maybe you have daydreams of living a life of financial freedom and time flexibility and a picture in your head laying on a beach somewhere, completely stress-free. Though that would be nice <laughs> and a total possibility, what I have for you is just a simple work-from-home opportunity. No, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme or another MLM. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. Yes, that's right, bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is how I am able to live my life without choosing between a career and my son, how we were financially unaffected by the pandemic shutdown, and how I am my own boss living and working around a schedule that's best for my family, not someone else or office hours. Bookkeeping is one of the oldest administrative positions around making this not only a common and respected career choice, but with today's technology and cloud-based programs, a position that is in demand and able to be done from anywhere. Bookkeeping is perfect for parents who want or need to work from home, military spouses, college students, retirees, and frequent travelers. Basically, anybody who wishes to leave the chains of the cubicle behind. For more information and to enroll today, visit edjconsultinggroup.com backslash resources. Well, it looks adorable. I love how they kept all of the older um, finishes, like yeah, the, the woodwork, the piping, the um, what is it like the radiator heating? Yeah, yeah. They I... basically like they kept up with it really well for it being such an older home. Yeah, no, they did. We um, they told us a good amount of history about it, which we love because like you, know, you don't always get get all that information but it was cool because so the house was 1825 it was built and it was built by a family 
who still is in the area and they own a big farm in the area. So um, their ancestors built it. And then there really hasn't been that many owners of the house because the people that lived in it lived in it for such a long time. So the people we bought it from lived in the house for almost 40 years. And the, the Oh, wow. Yeah, which is like unheard of. And then the family before them owned it for over 30 years. So it, it like didn't change hands very much. Um, and yeah, and luckily the people we bought from, they really like kept it to like that Victorian feel, you know, and they, of course they made some changes like they added a pool and um you know which we were really happy about and and um they like there was there's like a barn that when they bought it was like pretty run down and they restored that so they really took good care of it while still you know maintaining the integrity like you said like the wood moldings and there's some like little stained glass windows and um yeah the radiator heat like they really took a good good care of it and then also like we even bought some of their like furniture because they had all these cool like 19th century chairs and and love seats and I was like and downside willing to give it to us for a good price I was like yes I want I want as much as I could take (laughs) just walk around with a post-it note right exactly (laughs) slap (laughs) a sticky on it exactly yeah yeah they, they had a lot of cool a lot of cool like Victorian furniture which you just don't see and like they just don't make it like that anymore you know Emma like the wood right. carvings on these chairs and it's like this is crazy like why wouldn't we take it you know so yeah and they actually um are building a house like down the road just like a you know a smaller house just because they're you know retiring and everything but so it's so funny like they drove by the other day and they saw they saw like me and the kids playing and I could tell like the wife looked like she's gonna cry like she's like I'm so glad you left the house (laughs) it was really sweet because you know almost 40 years so cute that's a long time you know but that's um, such a long time yeah yeah she had two boys I have two boys so it's like it's I think it worked out the way it was supposed to that's such a cute story I used to want to be a realtor when um, like all through high school, um, basically like that was my goal. And then 2008 happened and I was like, oh man, I right. can't be a realtor. I got to go to college. <laughs> right. I know. I know. It's, it so, would be a cool job for sure, but it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely a hard job. I don't, and I she, bet, you know, like, I feel like, but our realtor, it was funny, she told us, like, she had set nights where she just didn't work, and I don't blame her, you know, like, she had a, a son, and he was, you know, like, a teenager, and he was in band, so she's like, I see him, you know, perform these nights, and then, you know, I go sailing on this night, and I was like, you know, I think that's good, like, I think that she carved out that time, that's just, because I feel like, you know, otherwise, like, you'll be working all weekend, every night, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot, especially for women to, to back oh, yeah. on that, you know? So, so, um, yeah, I agree. It'd be cool to be a realtor, but I definitely think it's a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> I just love hearing stories of people buying their houses and I'm obsessed with houses. I don't even know why I just am. I'm on Zillow every morning <laughs> drinking my coffee, seeing what's out right? there. It is fun. I just, 
We just start. Have you watched um, Selling Sunset? Oh, I'm obsessed. We just started watching it, and I thought my husband was gonna be like, "This is stupid," but even, but even he was like, he was like, "I'm kind of into it." <laughs> he was like, he was like, he doesn't really like the drama part, but he like likes the houses enough that it keeps his interest, you know. And I'm just like, oh yeah, like some of the, you get, you do. It's like so easy. Even a lot of those houses are, you know, way more modern than what we're we like, but still, like some of them, like. Some of the features are just so nuts that you're just like, how did they even think of that? Like TVs like <laughs> popping out of the like the floor. <laughs> like, like, this is insane. <laughs> There's another show. Um, basically, it's kind of the same thing. They go over a brokerage, and it's like all the drama and everything that goes into it. But it's based in the Hamptons. Oh, oh. So I if you're like a fan of the of, East yeah. Coast. Yeah, I should have uh, that. Is it like that one's also on Netflix? Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'll have to watch it because I'm sure those houses are, are beautiful. Yeah, I'm originally from Cleveland. Um, so though I live out here and I love the desert, I am so happy that the previous owners put in a pool for you and your boys because the humid <laughs> summers. Yes. I would, yeah. I would die. Yeah, especially too with like COVID, like. When we were looking, I was like, you know, originally like a pool is something that we were like, oh, that'd be nice, but it's not like mandatory. And then after like the months were going on and, you know, with COVID and having to be inside with the kids all the time, I was like, no, we need a pool <laughs> because I am running out of things to do with them. So Right. What a be- what better time right? <laughs> to buy a house with a pool than in the middle of quarantine. Right. Exactly. exactly. I was like. I remember, like, the first couple of weeks, I was like, all right, we're going on hikes. And we went on so many hikes. And I was just like, I'm tired. <laughs> I can't do another <laughs> hike. Like, I need I need something easier than this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thrilled. Thrilled to have a pool. It's like a lifesaver. <laughs> I know. We have a um, a golden doodle. Her name is Zeppelin. and oh God, uh, the cutest name. <laughs> And that's what I did in the beginning. I was still living in Utah at the time in Salt Lake City. So a lot of the trails and hiking, um, they closed down for some reason. Yeah. Uh, But there were a few trails like around our neighborhood and closer to the mountains that were on our side of town. And that's all I did for like probably the first two or three weeks was take my dog on walks. Because like we couldn't play at any of the parks in our neighborhood we couldn't go outside in our neighborhood um like everything was taped off like with like caution tape i'm like these are so dramatic about it but (laughs) so that's what we did we like went walking around in the in the mountains for the first couple weeks and then i'm like okay well like this is like not as fun (laughs) when it's the only thing to do yeah it was funny seeing how many more people like my husband loves to hike like I like to hike but I have to admit like he got us all into it you know like I did it with friends every now and then but it wasn't like my thing and but he loves it so I'm glad he did because you know like it got us all outdoors and the kids love it but it was just funny like seeing how much more crowded the trails became when COVID started, you know, it's like all of a sudden everyone's hiking. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. It was too funny. But yeah, now I think 
and now you know everything's slowing down but still like even up until like a few weeks ago we still saw like caution tape on some playgrounds and and it's it, it was it was hard it's hard to like entertain kids and you know like you said your son's almost four Gabe is he'll be four in December and Christian's too and it's like you've real like you know I mean they love being outside anyway but for even for your own mental health it's like going to the same place over and over yeah. again can get a, a little exhausting leggings are a huge part of my daily life whether that be chasing after milo or cuddling with him on the sofa operating my financial practice adj consulting group or chatting it up right here on the mommy wines podcast whatever i'm doing i'm doing it in zaya active Zaya has such a wide range from youth collections for boys and girls, the ever-growing men's collection, to the infamous women's leggings, and so much more. Zaya really is your one-stop shop for premium active and loungewear for the whole family. To shop, visit myzaya.com backslash emmadon, or check out the link in the show notes below to shop the Mommy Wines podcast event today and automatically have your order number entered into a raffle for your chance to win a Zaya Active gift card. The winner will be chosen the second week of October, just in time for holiday shopping. Make sure to check out the event link in the show notes below or visit themommywines.com for more event information. It was hard too because how do you explain to a little boy that he can't play on the playground? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that's really tough he oh he would just kick and scream and cry because he would like go outside and he would just haul butt running with his little rain boots on (laughs) to the playground and I'm like Milo no oh he must have thought I was just like mommy dearest yeah (laughs) I know it's so it's so hard we luckily like whenever we pass by like driving yeah right away Gabe's like playground I'm just like it's closed, and now like he uh, he repeats like a lot, like everything we say he just repeats <laughs> it. So now like anytime like anything looks closed, he's like, "Oh, it's closed." <laughs> like we drove like Target, and the lights were like off, and he's like, "It's closed, it's closed, it's closed." <laughs> but now just like everything is always closed. <laughs> oh. I wish Milo was a little bit more like that. He could care less about rules, right. about if it's open or closed. He is just a little rebel without a cause. And it's his world and everybody else is just living in right. it. <laughs> That's too funny. We'll just have him hang around Gables, show, show him the rules. <laughs> he needs like oh i was so bummed that i couldn't send him to preschool because he refuses to potty train but when we were in salt lake before covid and everything happened i had him in like a half preschool half daycare mm. and he was so polite oh he would come home and he would be like this is such a good boy he would tell me about all the things that he did with his little friends. And he had this one friend that was like a rule follower. This Aww. kid is going to grow up to be a hall monitor. I swear. Um, and he was funny. like, um, no, Jay said we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> okay. That is so funny. It is so um, funny how they like 
are so different at school than they are with us, you know? Oh, I would get these reports of him and like this teacher would t- say, oh, Milo is just the sweetest little boy. And I'm like, are you sure you're talking about like, right? do you mean to talk to this, you know, lady over here? Right. You know, are you talking about her kid? <laughs> that is so funny. I know. It's so true. Even with like teachers or even like grand degree, I feel like. Gabe especially is so much better for them than he is for me. I'm just like, what the heck? (laughs) What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, you know, I know it's really just because they're just the most comfortable around us, but it's just so funny how they're like on their best behavior at school and then they come home and they're like demon. Oh my God, I know. I always, I always feel like moms just get the shit end of the stick because you put so much energy into these kids you grew them you birthed them you gave them life you keep them clean you feed them clothe them keep them safe and then what do they do they bite you right or they ruin your makeup or they right. break your oh, hair no. straightener <laughs> that is too funny i know even when they're like trying to be sweet too it's like you know, gabe's thing is like he's so like funny everybody's getting dressed like he's sweet like he'll be like mama help me I'm like okay so you know I'll like bend down to help him put his pants on and then it's like his hands just go right into my hair and you know normally I don't care because my hair is like a messy bun but like god forbid I like do my hair and he's just like literally by the end of me helping him get dressed it's like a bird's nest (laughs) why did I bother (laughs) oh my goodness sweet I can't get mad because he's like petting me I'm like kissing my head and I'm like oh but then I look in the mirror and I'm like damn it (laughs) (laughs) oh geez so it's so nice I love having more space I'm so happy for you guys to be able to have a little space to breathe and roam and and raise your boys um especially because you did mention that you recently found out this year that both of the boys were um, diagnosed with autism. Yes. So how was that finding out that news and what has it done to your life since then? So it was definitely tough at first, Emma. I think it was definitely something we kind of knew was coming, but then at the same time, like when you actually hear the diagnosis, it still hits you like a ton of bricks, you know, like, Oh, I bet. Um, so the way, so Christian, um, was born with hearing loss. So he's has totally fine hearing in his right ear, but his left ear, he can't hear at all. So we found that out, like in the hospital, like after he was born, they do like that hearing test, which, um, He's like, I didn't even realize they did it. Because I guess, like, they do it. And if it's fine, they just don't say anything. <laughs> so, so, like, oh. Gabe, it's like, I didn't even know they did that. And then with Christian, they're like, they told us. And, you know, obviously, we're a little concerned. But we're like, you know, we'll, we'll work through it. So the plus side of that was, like, from a very early age, Christian received, like, early intervention. Um, so at, like, three months, he had like a teacher of the deaf come once a week and he had um, 
an occupational therapist come once a week. So we're very lucky in that regard that, you know, because of that diagnosis, nothing to do with autism yet, um, he had already kind of started like the early intervention process. So, um, Mm. so, you know, after a few months went by and he had um, gone to developmental pediatricians, which again, like not for autism, just for the hearing loss, because we wanted to make sure like the hearing loss wasn't like impairing, um, you know, like his speech and that he wouldn't have any delays. So he would go to, to um, CHOP, which is um, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, like every few months. And they would just kind of like monitor his development. Um, and then as he got older, we started, you know, seeing some delays um, that it seemed like it was more than just the hearing loss um and you know at the time we had a pediatrician and we love you know we have a really great team but this one pediatrician that was like you know both the boys main pediatrician was just so lax about everything like I would be like a nervous wreck like you know why is he not talking yet like he should say this you know just a couple words but you know like at this point he was almost 20 months and, and, you know, everything was like, he was kind of just brushing me off as being like a nervous mom, which, which it just started to just drive me nuts. And then with Gabe, um, it was actually the early intervention folks for Christian that, you know, they, they saw Gabe because he was always home with me, of course. And, and they're like, you know, he, Gabe was talking, but for his age, he was also pretty quiet. So, they just asked me, like, oh, does he get any early intervention? And, you know, I just said no. Um, but we've been thinking about it because we couldn't tell if he was just really shy or if, you know, why exactly he wasn't talking that much. So, right. Um, so, you know, fast forward, Gabe starts getting some early intervention. Um, and I decide, you know, I think Gabe should go to a developmental pediatrician, too. So. Um, so, you know, then when we come to January of this year, that's when, you know, he went and he got his diagnosis and then Christian literally got his a few weeks later. So they're pretty close together. It was kind of like a lot at once, but like my mommy intuition, I just, I knew, but I think like, because you had like I had that doctor kind of like pushing me off. I was like, maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. And, and I think I just knew. And I think like, if I had like any advice I could give, not just like an autism mom, but like any mom, it's just like, go with your gut. And I know a lot of moms say that. And there's a reason why, you know, am I like, you know, your kids. And I feel like sometimes, you know, like, people just don't want you to worry and I get that but like if you think something's off like just go to the doctor like I feel like I feel like this doctor <laughs> like he would like feel bad for me like you just have to enjoy your life you don't need to go to all these appointments it's like I don't care like I was like one more appointment is not gonna kill me like I want to you know I want them to go so so like I think going with your mom gut is like you just have to do it and and, you know, there, it was just funny because now, like, months later, I feel like, you know, once you get that diagnosis, you, like, don't stop researching and, and you know, 
just reading books and listening to podcasts and and all these things having to do with autism but they're so different which is what I think is funny because like if you met Gabe and you met Christian like and they both have this autism diagnosis but they're very different and like the the sign like the signs that they portray like Gabe for example talks a lot like he's very repetitive in his speech so he might tell you like like I said earlier you know playground's closed it's closed it's closed (laughs) he'll tell you like (laughs) 20 times but Christian is is nonverbal autistic so right now he doesn't you know he's not talking yet um but he's only a little over two so so we we have a ton of of hope and we're you know constantly in therapy so we're hoping you know one you know hearing his voice will be like the best day ever (laughs) oh one hopes award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of each bottle, One Hope has donated over $5 million to causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash myshop backslash mommywines. That's OneHopeWines.com backslash myshop backslash mommywines. Link is in the show notes below. But um, but yeah, they that will be so cute. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, you know, going back to the move, not just for the school district, but having the space for them. Like they're very energetic. They're like they never stop moving. <laughs> so so uh-huh. having this extra space is also like a big. You know, we told our realtor like we want a big backyard. Like we don't like they need as much space as they can to just roam around and and get all that energy out and climb trees <laughs> and you know all that stuff so that and you know not just kids with autism I'm sure every kid would love that but but that was definitely high on our list too when it came to to buying a home is making sure like they had enough you know room and space to you know get out that energy and never have to you know worry about you know being judged for being like the the wild kid on the playground or you know (laughs) they just they just have at it in that yard (laughs) oh yeah I get that for sure (laughs) I've I've had some people come up to me and say you know Milo is experiencing some delays at his old uh, daycare Uh, because he like refuses to potty train he didn't really talk to anybody that much um, and he's not terribly good with his speech now, but I've taken him to pediatricians and they say he's fine. Um, but like you kind of said, if, you know, if the day comes when I do, you know, if they do ever diagnose him with anything, my kind of intuition, I like it, it does kind of prepare you for things like that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, and like there are some kids just take a little longer to talk or, you know, they take a little longer. They're just headstrong, you know, Emma. So it is it's tough because part of especially with Gabe more so just because, um, you know, there's some things he he would be doing like right on track and then other things where he would just, you know, be a little behind. And the, And both my husband and I are like, no, you know, we're not sure. And for him, I think the big thing that kind of changed my perspective was he has some like sensory issues. So um, like I remember once we were walking in Center City, Philadelphia, and there was like this pop up concert that just happened to be on. And it was like, you know, the closer we got to the concert, like he seemed like more and more irritable and then like we actually like once we got to that block he was like covering his ears and he just like you could tell like he just could not take like the loud noise and and things like that still get to him so like it's either noises or like if he (laughs) like because he said like if he gets like a rock in his shoe like he cannot stop thinking about it so he'll like have to take his shoe off and like take it out right away or if like his sock is off like he has to fix it like little things like that and that kind of tipped us off with Gabe where I was like you know maybe it is more than just you know a speech delay uh, maybe it's something else but but yeah right. you know I think if Christian didn't have his team um, we might not have known with Gabe because because it was you know, he was at this, like, social with other kids, and, and he liked, you know, getting attention from his peers. It wasn't like, I think sometimes there's, like, you know, a stereotype with autistic kids that they just want to be alone and, and not be bothered, and that's not the case. Like, Gabe loves attention. <laughs> like, the more attention, <laughs> the better. He's like a little ham. So, so, you know, I do think, like, um, you can't just, like, you know, pinpoint this one behavior and be like, oh, it's autism, or it's this, or it's that. Like, like there's definitely I guess that's why they call it a spectrum like just between my two kids like they're so different um and they but you know and they both have a diagnosis so you know I think but yeah I think if you ever you know are worried not like for autism but you know for anything I think the developmental pediatrician appointment was probably the best appointment we've ever had with the kids like they're so thorough and they go over like all these different stages of development and and that they're just very thorough appointments like they were long like they really you know they're just watching them play but they're you know analyzing it and it's just I like that because sometimes I feel like these doctors see your kids for like five minutes and they're like done right (laughs) so I I think those appointments I would recommend them excuse me um I'd recommend them autism or not just you for any kind if you're any sort of delay or anything you're worried about it doesn't hurt to make the appointment and just get some advice and then you know a lot of kids without without autism or without like any specific diagnosis have early intervention you know just for for a speech delay or for physical therapy or occupational therapy or um and a lot of parents say that the they really help and that's been like tough with COVID too because right now those are all still virtual for us and you could definitely see like how big of a difference those therapies make when they're when you don't have them anymore you know Emma it's definitely like a yeah 
you know, we're lucky, you know, at least we still have it virtual, but still you could, you could see the difference. And, and, you know, we're just, we're parents. We're not therapists and we're not teachers. I think everybody's just trying their best right now, but it, it's just not the same. The Fetching Barker is owned and operated by Milo, my four-year-old son and inspiration behind all that I do, Zeppelin, our rescue ESA golden doodle, and myself your wacky and adventurous wine-sipping podcast host. Shop the most fetching and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats to handcrafted accessories. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Becco Pets, Papilla, Peddleton Pet, and more or find new brands I'm sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. That's thefetchingbarker.com. I am definitely not a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, I always joke, like, I'm like, thank God our kids are little, because if they were in, like, high school math, I would just give up. <laughs> it's like you, you need to just go over to that school because I'm not doing that. <laughs> go play X- Xbox. You're just gonna go to community college. <laughs> I can't. I can't help you. Oh, I I joke about it all the time. Look, I'm. It, you know, if COVID was gonna happen in my lifetime at any time i'm glad it's happening now because you're right like milo is little you know your boys are little so you kind of get it but we've been trying to do like little lessons i signed him up for education.com and abc mouse oh yeah yeah i've heard of abc mouse i haven't tried it yet but i've heard really good things oh it is so good i have um t-mobile as my phone plan um, so I got Milo a little tablet and I downloaded ABC mouse, um, and he can like play it in the car. Cause now that we're living in rural Nevada, um, if we ever need to go out of town for anything, it's quite a ways right. to like the next city. It's like three hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I got him like a tablet that has data. And um, he just sits there and he, like, plays the games or he'll trace his letters um, or he'll do, like, these little activities, uh, watch some videos, things like that. And he loves it. Um, but, you know, I kind of, kind like, took on the whole preschool thing because he is, like, refusing to potty train. It is, like, a no-go in our house. Yeah. I make the joke that I'm going to be packing pull-ups in his uh, suitcase when he goes off to college or moves out. Because <laughs> uh, he's just like, he's like, no, mommy, I don't care. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Go on with your bad self. Like, whatever. Um, funny. So I was like, okay, well, you can't just sit here and watch cartoons all day. Cause I run my bookkeeping practice from home. That's what I do. I'm a bookkeeper mm-hmm. um, besides my podcast. So I like need to work. Right. <laughs> um, I would, I would die. Like if I didn't have something productive to do, I stayed home with him for the first two years. 
Um, but like I had my blog back then. I wrote some children's books. I just I always have to keep busy. Yeah. And um and now I'm like, okay, I need to work. So you need to like do a worksheet or color right. a picture or do some ABC mouse. Yeah. Um, luckily we have these things. I have to say, like, I don't know how parents did it before. And even now, like, you know, like I know there's some parents that are really anti screen time. And you know, I get it, like to each their own. You have to do whatever you can to survive. But like for I for me personally, I'm like you know, they have to have a little tablet time or I will get nothing done, you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's impossible, like, they're just, they're too, they, they, you know, they're just too busy, like, they can't just entertain themselves, like, they need some right. more stimulation, you know, so, try, trust me, I get it, but yeah, I want to check out ABC Mouse, because I've heard really good things, and honestly, especially again with COVID, I feel like, kids kind of need to be like tech savvy at this point like I feel like who knows you know the world is definitely shifting more you know towards tech than anything else so like you know as much right. as I love like you know we are a nature family but I think you know, just saying like no to screens is kind of naive because if you don't do it with them at home like eventually they're going to go to the school and it's it's going to be at their fingertips you know Emma so I think getting them at least like used to it now makes sense and now like the kids are doing everything virtually like school is virtual like literally therapy is virtual like everything is virtual so I I feel like we have just jumped ahead like a like five years right (laughs) in the matter of like 2020 is like I just, I don't even feel like it's 2020 to me anymore. I feel like it's like 2025 because if I ever thought that my kid would be doing preschool on a tablet when he was born, you would have been like, oh, right. I I just would have thought it was craziness. I know. But but I used to, I used to hold so much guilt because I'm a single mom and I'm a working mom. And it's not like, I feel like owning your own business, it's not like you can go and clock in and out. My job is all day, all night. I'm mom all day, all night. Yeah. (laughs) And so I used to have so much guilt surrounding Milo's tablet. I would just look at him and he would be like playing this truck game or watching, you know, cartoons. And I would be like, oh, my God, I am such a terrible mother. Like, he's rotting his brain over there, watching his tablet. Like, how selfish. Oh, I used to have so much guilt. And then, like you said, I had somebody else tell me. Um, actually, it was like a previous podcast episode. The woman told me, she like, just like you said, like, the world is just moving in a tech direction. Yeah. And you can either get on board or just get off the ship, but what? Yeah, whatever you do, it's leaving the dock. Right? No, I. It's true. I agree, and I think it's a good. It's good to just have a balance. I think that's all we can do, and I think I agree. Like as moms, put like so much unnecessary guilt on ourselves. Like I was the same way. Like I actually took like a leave of absence from work when this all started because. 
like I started a relatively new at my job um, in finance and um, I finished the training and then COVID happened. And then I was just like, you know, they were really good about working from home and all that. But, you know, I had the kids and this, like Gabe was in a half day uh, preschool and um, Christian was just with my in-laws. Um, they were babysitting for me. And then it just went from, you know, having that to having nothing. And I was like right. trying to work. And I was like, this is impossible. <laughs> like, I, was like, I don't understand how people do this. <laughs> like, I, just, I really like, I don't know how I give people I, like so much credit because working from home with your kids there, I just like, I couldn't do it. So I just like, I had to take like a month of leave and it's like unpaid leave I was like we'll make it work <laughs> like, I got, like I was like until we have help like and yet you know, my uh, husband's parents were older so like you know when COVID first happened I was like no the kids can't go there like you know they're like in their 60s my father-in-law is a diabetic I was like we just they can't go there like I'll just watch them but it's and you right. know, now it's like that it's become more of like the norm it's like all right you know figuring out how to like you know do work for this set of hours and then do kids stuff for this set of hours but it's it's just it's impossible to to not use a screen especially now when they're honest like they're forced to use a screen whether it's at school or you know for my kids like their therapies are on a screen so I think like in a way I'm like well good thing they at least know how to use these things <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like now it's like all the all of their you know quote-unquote schoolwork is on a screen so it is it is crazy um Gabe's preschool before all this was like a nature-based preschool and they didn't do anything with screens and everything was outside and you know now it's like it's just it's got to be so weird for them like I can't even imagine what they're thinking like it's like one minute you're like outside with your friends and then the next minute they're like never seeing these friends again you know (laughs) (laughs) well luckily they have each other yes I got I uh I rescued my son's dog from the animal shelter um on St. Patrick's Day like two days before the city of Salt Lake completely shut down from COVID oh wow and um, I am so lucky that I got this dog. Yeah. Not only is she like the perfect dog, but she and my son play together and they'll like go out in our backyard. Luckily, it's like a fenced area. So they just go out there and I don't know what the heck they do. But <laughs> they play for hours and I'm like, yes, thank you. I'm getting stuff done. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. Dogs are we have a golden doodle too. It's just so funny, and his name's Charlie. And they're aren't they just like the sweetest dogs? I feel like they're they're just they're great with kids. Like Char, like poor Charlie, they rough him up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so does Yeah, like they don't mean it. You know, like they think it's like fun. Like they're like, I'm gonna ride Charlie, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> uh, but Charlie's just like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're dog. just big dopey lovers yeah yeah they are they're uh, like I always say you know obviously I don't even like to think about it but like I think you know 
when the time comes, like, we're always going to have golden doodles because they're just, they're great family dogs and they're so sweet. And yeah, he's a little love and he's um seven now and he still acts like a puppy. <laughs> like, oh, so cute. much energy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little love. That's, I just, I love her so much. She's so good. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I registered, I registered her as an ESA. Um, so, like, when we travel or if we have to go out of town, she can come with us. Oh, um, she can stay at hotels. She can ride with us on airplanes, things like that. Oh, so. that's awesome. Wow, She's that's our little great. adventure dog. That's so cute. And, yeah, that's perfect timing so Milo can have a little buddy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So on my show, we do confessions. And typically, I would wash away your confession with a sip of wine, but I am nursing a hangover right now. So (laughs) I will drink my Sprite in honor of your confession. Did you prepare one? Um, Okay, so I have one that like we've talked about in like my mommy friend group that it's so funny because it's typically like a dad thing but it's something that I do that like all the husbands get made fun of for (laughs) but I'm guilty (laughs) of it and it's like oh I'm so interested (laughs) so like the moms and um my mom group like they always make fun of their husbands for taking like an hour in the bathroom. (laughs) What are they doing in there? Like, no, it doesn't take that long. Like they're just hiding. And that is me. (laughs) You're just hiding. You're taking a break. I I hide like the bathroom is like, I just hide in there. And like, (laughs) and even like, it's funny because now I need to find a new hiding space because with the old home, there's no locks on the doors. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> it's like all those like old crystal doorknobs, you know, so, which are cool yeah. and pretty, but they don't lock. <laughs> so, like, oh, like, no. I'm like, now they're all like running into the bathroom. And I'm like, this is my one place. <laughs> like, this is where I need to think and sit. And it's so funny because like Phil, my husband has just like accepted that if I go in the bathroom, it's going to be like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everyone needs a little time out. (laughs) It's just so funny because, like, the moms will talk bad about their husbands. And, like, I'm, like, thinking in my head, like, this is me. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. The day that I am able to use the restroom with the door closed is going to be a glorious day for me in my life again. Because there are times, like, I am like you. Like, I'll go in there and I'll, like, shut it and lock it and just, like, take a break. But if I shut the bathroom door, it's like my son has, like, a sixth sense. Yes. Yeah. And he, like, will come over and he'll, like, try to open it. No knocking, of course. Right. But he'll, like, try to open the door. And if it doesn't open, oh, he will go ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. No, my... My boys are the same way, and I'll just, like, yell for film, like, you need to get them. But now it's so funny because, like, you know, probably way too much information. But I'm, like, in the bathroom. This is just last night. And literally Gabe runs in, then Christian runs and follows them. And then I'm like, Phil, can you 
can you get them out? And then the next thing you know, Phil's in there brushing his teeth. I'm like, can I just pee? Oh, God. <laughs> can I just pee in peace? And he's like, starts talking to me. And I'm just looking at him like, Phil, I'm peeing. Go away. <laughs> Like, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, and I like, had to laugh because I was like, this is such a mom thing right now. Like, it couldn't be any more stereotypical. It was like all three boys and the dog. <laughs> Just like, I'm like, I give up. This, my private time is gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know how men do it. I dated a guy who had no boundaries when it came to his bathroom habits (laughs) never shut the door like would just walk in and like just go in the bathroom and I'd be like oh he's just grabbing something you know who walks in the house and goes instantly into the bathroom and doesn't shut the door but he would just pee poop doesn't matter (laughs) wide open and then I am like I struggle with that I'm like how am I supposed to look you in the eye Yes. And find you attractive right. after what just happened. This is an abomination. Right. I agree. <laughs> I was like, who raised you? But like, you? <laughs> men don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely. Like your like- husband, like you said, he just walked in there, started brushing his teeth, and then he probably, you know, fifteen minutes later, gave you a big old smooth. Right. <laughs> it's so dreadful. What is every- wrong with them? Yeah, they're like from a different planet. Everything that we think, like that bothers them they don't care <laughs> like, nothing bothers them like I remember like the first time I like peed in front of him I was like so drunk like I was you know like in our early 20s and you know when you're like so drunk you like you like don't want to be alone <laughs> so, oh like, yes it's like Phil I have to pee I don't want to be alone so you like we're at this party and he like comes to the bathroom with me and I remember as drunk as I was I was like this is a really big step in our relationship. <laughs> I was like, I am letting you see me pee. And he just looked at me like, you're insane. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, oh my God, that's like, so funny. Moment of our relationship. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Go ahead and share with the audience where they can find you online and social media. Yeah, so they can follow along too. Yeah, of course. So my Instagram handle is Spirited Sons. No space or period, just at Spirited Sons. Um, and that's where I share most of my content on my boys. I would like to get a blog going um, at some point. I had one like before I had the kids, and then I just kind of like didn't keep up with it, you know, Emma. But I think now, especially with the autism diagnosis and and with the house like I think there's just a lot I want to share and I know for me personally like as much as social media can be the devil I feel like it also (laughs) can be like such a good place to meet other moms um and connect with people and I know for me like with the autism diagnosis like podcasts were like a lifesaver like I would literally just like um there's one called like parenting autism and I would just play that on my way to work and as you know a mom who recently had gone through the diagnosis and I would love to do something like that just like for someone like me who when you get that news and you're 
worried about you know next steps and what should I be doing so I do think I want to do something like that but for now it's just um just my Instagram at spirited sons yeah my yeah I would definitely like to pick your brain on that because I've talked to my husband about it a little too and and you know like I said with I think um podcasts especially have been like really helpful and like the special need parent world too so um so yeah I'd love to pick your brain on that eventually absolutely anytime and it it's not starting a podcast is not as intimidating as people think but also I think with the with the topic that you have it's it would be such a great platform for you to have you know, you could sit there and share information solo, um, but with a podcast, unlike a blog, you can also connect with other people, have right. other other parents on, you know, have your husband, you know, have conversations with him. Or right. It just gives you so much more access and it allows you so many different points of view. It's one of the reasons I love my show so much because I get to talk to different mothers and different women and different people. Um, and it's just something new every time. Yeah. It's like, you know, like I could go, I felt like I outgrew my blog cause I had a blog before I had my podcast mm-hmm. and I don't know. I always like refer to my blog as it felt like I was putting on the same shirt every day. Right. Um, but like with a podcast, my episodes are so drastically different and there's so many different points of view from my guests and their experiences and what's going on in their life and where they live and things like that. It's like I get to wear a new outfit every day. Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I was just listening to the one you did with um, Meg from Mama Sippy Cup. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I thought it was such a good interview. And I talked to her like we're just, you know, we've never met in person, but we're just like, you know mommy Instagram friends and I I was like oh this is so cool so then when I told her I was coming on I was like yeah, do you have any tips or this and that she's like oh like <laughs> Emma's so cool like you'll be fine and I was like I, and now I'm talking to you I'm like she is so cool <laughs> <laughs> you're so cool <laughs> look at us making connections right <laughs> and I I had another recording earlier this morning um and it was with a relationship and life consultant and she works with women um on how to repair and develop relationships whether it be like a family relationship or um a romantic relationship or friendships um and she was saying Women are so powerful when they come together. Um, But also, you know, there's things like no, like most of the time, it's not a man who's mom shaming or it's not a man who is poking fun at an outfit on Instagram or something like that. It's always other women. Right. Um, And what I love about the people that I get to talk to on my show and the connections that I make is I only reach out to women I find inspirational or encouraging or positive um, who's going to kind of represent this whole like women empowerment kind of thing that I have going on. And uh, there's sometimes like I'll reach out to somebody and I'd like found them on Instagram and I was like, well, this woman is killing it. 
she seems so positive and it's kind of like um people always say like don't meet your your celebrity idol because uh, like, they could let you down and I've reached out to some people who I followed on Instagram for being like super motivational and inspiring and positive and supporting women and then I find out I'm like oh that yeah. is a front for sure <laughs> yeah yeah I know I know exactly like I remember I won't say who it is because I won't be I won't be mean but I remember like one mom like a big mom account start follow like she started her own shop and she started following me and I was like so excited because she was like someone I always followed and I loved her and then like literally like two weeks later she unfollowed <laughs> and it was like just to get like followers for her shop and I was oh. so sad <laughs> and I was like you know and I think it is important like I know like we want I think it's important of course to like support other women but I also think it's important like if that doesn't bring you happiness like just unfollow you know because I was like why am I following someone that's like using people like that like that's not cool and I was just like I'm just gonna unfollow her it's not the end of the world but and I feel like like lately I've been trying to be better about like who I follow because I feel like sometimes you feel like pressure you know you're like oh like you know, they have so many followers and they're following me, like, I should follow them back. And I'm like, no, you know, like, obviously, like, (laughs) it's sweet, but, like, I do want to, like, actually really like the content that, like, because you spend so much time like, scrolling through Instagram. Like, I don't want to just look at things. Oh, I spend too much time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, we all do, you know? And I think, like, of course, like, it's good to support each other, but I think it's also good to, like, follow accounts that, like, you really love and like enjoy reading their posts you know like because you don't oh, yeah. want to like waste hours like it's literally like after the kids go to bed like I'm like scrolling for like so long I'm like why am I doing this <laughs> like I don't <laughs> like what I'm reading you know so I agree I think like finding that balance and I think also like if you don't like someone's account just unfollow like there's no need to be mean like that's it like that is definitely the downside of social media it's just so much for every like kind comment you'll see like five nasty ones you know and that's unfortunate but I think um you like you said you just have to find like the right accounts and the women that are actually out there doing the real work and they're not judging someone for their stretch marks or whatever you know but but once you find those accounts I feel like it does change your outlook because once you have like people like that supporting you and you know on your page it it makes it makes your day better because you're getting like that positive support from from other moms oh yeah definitely I am really quick to cut out the toxicity in my life I am like oh I don't even play by baseball rules if it's like <laughs> two times you're done yeah like you gotta go I am like so quick to cut the cord right <laughs> um but yeah that's what I kind of like I just aim for that with this show is I don't want anybody to sit here and waste an hour listening to you know somebody that's not motivational or inspirational and that's why Like, when I do reach out to somebody and I'm like, yes, like, 
you are who you say you are like go ahead and get your spot booked up because they do like they've started flying off the off the calendar because now that COVID has opened my eyes and allowed me to start doing these remote recordings I'm not limited to just being in my area right right so it just like opens the door for me to like share and introduce my audience to all these new awesome ladies yeah no that's awesome I think that's such I feel like the premise of your podcast is just perfect it's like mom's and I was like thinking, I was like, should I be drinking while I'm doing this? <laughs> like, I feel like you know, like I'm like, it's just like it feels just like we're having like a conversation. Like it doesn't feel like too interviewee. Like I, lo- I, I think it's it's awesome. Oh, thank you so much, oh, and thank welcome. you so much for being my guest today. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course, flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.